Hello and welcome to the Everything Considered podcast with me, April, your host. Today I'm joined by Sandra Lee. Sandra is an intuitive healer, life opportunity catalyst. She's contributed chapters to three best-selling books, The Energy Medicine Solution, Abundance by Design, Stop Overworking, Start Overflowing. She has 30 years of intuitive energetic service, 10 years of human design analysis. She does biofield tuning. She also does sessions on a variety of topics, including neuroplasticity, food and nutrient density, insulin resistance and inflammation, metabolic flexibility, sleep, you name it. She is also the designer of the Inner Gem uh, Shine Cards. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. I'm so happy to have you here. It's been a while since we connected uh, I know Sandra from the time that we worked on the book, Stop Overflowing, or Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, this one. Uh, we were both contributors to that book and um, was really happy to get to know another 3-5 manifester and, um, you know, learn about her story and how she came to human design. Um, but we were talking a little bit about purpose earlier, and I wanted to hear kind of the story um, behind your recent realizations about that. Before I get to that, I always love talking with you so much. Me too. And we've done a couple of interviews and it's just been magical. So thank you. It's wonderful to be on with you again. It's a pleasure. So understanding purpose is a really like complex Mm. thing, but it's Mm. also very simple. And as human design specialists, you and I both know that that blueprint of where the planets are at the time you're born says so much yes. about your purpose. Yes. And it gives people like this aha moment mm-hmm. when they realize, oh, this aspect of who I am that I just think is part of normal. Doesn't everybody do that? Mm-hmm. It's actually really unique and special. Yes. About me. And that's just one of the tremendous gifts that human design perspective provides for people. Mm -hmm. I also do biofield tuning using tuning forks and sound for healing and working with people's energy field. And I was doing biofield tuning one day, working with a hologram Mm -hmm. that represents the person I'm working with. Right. Just happened to be working with somebody on Zoom, so they're not with mm-hmm. me here in person. And I started seeing the human design chart laid over the biofield. Mm. And I realized that I'm doing them together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different healing modalities, thousands and thousands of different different healing modalities. Right. And ultimately, I believe they're all working with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all working with what's true about humanity, everybody, and different ways of, of doing that, different ways of focusing healing. So it's like, if you have this, this is my issue, this is the thing I'm struggling with, mm-hmm. there's thousands of facets to it. Right. So many different facets to it. And if I look at it from a human design perspective, mm-hmm. It can provide a tremendous amount of healing 
Mm-hmm. But anytime I work on something from just one direction, mm-hmm. the person, if they're stuck, they can kind of wiggle out of it. Right. If I do just counseling, the person can just kind of like escape. Right. But when you approach it from many different directions, mm-hmm. it's really hard for yeah. the part of me that resists mm-hmm. to get away. Mm-hmm. And so I like approaching things from different directions. So if I am helping someone heal from the perspective of human design, mm-hmm. it's actually going to help their chakras. Oh, wow. And it's going to help their physical body. It's going to help all of the different aspects mm-hmm. of who they are. Right. If I do something from biofield tuning, it's going to help someone's expression of their life and the things that they're struggling with that we look at through the human design chart. Right. So anytime I work on one of these things, I'm working on all of them. Okay. So I love doing human design and biofield tuning together. Yes. And seeing people's energetic purpose as shown in their human design chart in their energy field, their biofield. And the day that I started seeing the purpose in the biofield, there's a wonderful story. I was working on a coach of mine, Mm -hmm. this was on Zoom, and I started seeing like beams of love coming from her heart and going to her child. Beams Mm -hmm. of love coming from her heart and going to one of her clients. Mm -hmm. And I said, it looks to me like you send bundles of love from your heart Mm -hmm. to the people in your life. Right. And matter of factly, she said, oh yeah, I do that all the time. Mm. And I realized that that was like a fundamental aspect Mm. of how she expresses her purpose. Right. In her human design chart as well. And when asking people, you know, they're doing sales or marketing and they say, okay, so what is your purpose? Right. How would you serve? <laughs> yeah. And people say, oh, you know, I'm really good at this and I do this. What they don't usually get is the foundational pieces. Mm-hmm. The things like love or um, safety. The mm-hmm. things that the human design chart shows them. Mm-hmm. That foundational aspect of who you are and how you serve it's so obvious it's like oh my gosh well yeah so when we share it with them through looking at their human design chart this is like ah, light bulb moment right oh right. that's my purpose wow so all of purpose but it, it's that's my purpose so isn't that wonderful that we help yes. people to do i think that? it's that is wonderful would you say So when we're talking about purpose, everybody's looking for, and we're getting just a tiny bit of feedback or like coming back from your, from your mic there. I don't know if it's a sound thing, but I just wanted to let you know, but question is, this is what I think about, like when people come to me and ask about purpose, they're usually wondering about something like a job or something like very specific when really probably what's important is to understand the underlying values and what is meaningful to them. And then the, the specifics come later, but I think what you're alluding to or what I'm, I'm grasping is that 
you're looking for an underlying value or theme in that person's what's important to them, like what they're here for on a soul level. And that translates to everything else. Am I correct? Absolutely. And that's, again, such value that we provide for people looking at their human design chart. Okay. Or for you, the gene keys as well, right? right. You are looking at those foundational aspects of who they are mm -hmm. in all aspects of their life. Okay. 24-7. Yes. No matter what they are doing, they are contributing these gifts that are just like the basis of humanity. Right. Right. Love. You know, helping people, having having vision, starting mm -hmm. things, finishing things, the, the mm -hmm. sorts of energies that we talk to people about in the human design chart. Right. And so that's just the foundation mm -hmm. of who you, April, are. Mm -hmm. the contribution you're making right right and then i started seeing this purpose on beyond personal level mm -hmm. started seeing it on a universal evolutionary okay level. you want to hear the story about how that started happening yes please absolutely it kind of blew my mind right okay. and so it's like you know you and i have talked about near-death experience mm -hmm. and the sorts of guidance and message and wisdom that comes from that broader picture mm -hmm. yes so i started seeing people's purpose in that kind of broader perspective i was taking a universal white time gemstone healing class mm. from bradford tilden it's wonderful i love the gemstone healing and bradford's terrific and he said ask your guides mm. when you have a question ask your guides don't ask me the teacher ask your guides mm. and i hadn't been actually actively asking my mm -hmm. guides for guidance i'm always intuitive i always receive input and i just knew that i was guided but i wasn't actually asking mm -hmm. for guidance and one day i was working with somebody and my guides give me like specific words and language mm -hmm. to use mm -hmm. and they were being kind of obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> they were like being very demanding you know say this and use this yeah. language and i said are you telling me that i should be asking you my guides and they was like yes <laughs> so i started doing that i just like acknowledged okay I'm just going to ask. And then I started seeing the universal evolutionary perspective mm -hmm. of people's purpose. Mm. So it's like, I'm not just making a difference in my life and my family's life and my community's life and, you know, my client's life. There is a universal like big picture reason right for me to be here yes and it just kind of like it kind of shocked me a little bit but i was starting to see people or their their struggles mm -hmm. or their 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 work or their projects from this is serving the evolution of the universe right 
That's mind blowing. Oh my goodness. You know, I I get when you, you speak about this, I think of like a beehive and how every, and and I don't know how they know it. I mean, but they just do like everybody's got a particular role and they just live it out flawlessly. They work together to accomplish these great things. And I think about, I think that we all are like one collective consciousness and no one is unnecessary. You know, no, everybody's needed to fulfill the greater purpose. And sometimes that doesn't, from where we sit, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But like you said, from a broader perspective, it's really kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just hard to see when you're in the muck, you know? <laughs> We help people see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know, you know, I've been doing human design now for 12 years mm-hmm. and I still get stuck. Stuff still comes up in life. Right. And I need somebody else to look at my chart and help me gain perspective. Right. Because I'm too close to myself and my stuff and even my chart. Mm-hmm. to be able to see it clearly. Yes. And so having other people to be able to provide that outside of my head perspective mm-hmm. enables us because I still have, oh, wow, that's what that means in my chart. Okay, right. I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is important because it's hard to, when you're inside the vehicle to necessarily understand what that looks like from the outside because you're in it and it is helpful to have someone look at your at your chart and give you some perspective I mean even today like I mean I of course you and I do that that's part of our profession we you know we give other people readings by analyzing their their body graph right um but I will oftentimes read other readers or analysts ideas about my particular design because even though I know it logically I don't necessarily fully understand it Mm -hmm. and having that kind of feedback is very helpful yeah yeah and then when I am doing biofed tuning I see where the energy flows Mm -hmm. and where the energy gets stuck okay so I believe that for myself, my body, my mind, the things that I'm up to, to go smoothly, the energy needs to be flowing from Mm -hmm. the earth through the body and at the top of the head Mm -hmm. and from God, the universe through in the flow. So it's like being, to me, that's what I call being grounded, right? Mm, Being in that energetic flow. Right. When I get confused or afraid or resistant or stuck in some way mm-hmm. with the biofield tuning i can see it's like oop, the energy gets stuck okay instead of flowing it gets stuck somewhere in the body stuck somewhere in the biofield right the person is not able to move forward mm-hmm. so helping people look at my life issues mm-hmm see it from the perspective of the chart mm-hmm. and then see how that life issue, the struggle is affecting me energetically and then facilitating that 
being able to return to flowing. So you're, you're experiencing that when you're working with another person is like dissonance when you're using the tuning forks, like a, something is wrong with the frequency or the frequency is not in its highest expression. Is that what you're kind of picking up? I can only tell you how I, how I see it. Okay. How it looks to me. Okay. So when I started doing body work, I would put my hands on somebody and say I'm working on their shoulder and I can see that there's a block in their back. Okay. I can see where the energy is not flowing through. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes it's like, it's just stuck there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's chaotic. Okay. And also making connections with the emotions, the mm -hmm. tra traumas, the stresses, the issues that are stored in the body. Okay. Okay. I believe that everything that has ever happened to me mm -hmm. is stored in my body and in my energy field. Right. So I can see what's stored and where it gets stuck. Okay. Yeah. And I can see where the flow gets stopped. Yes. So in that example, I just gave, I'm working on somebody's shoulder and I can see there's something going on with their lower back. Okay. So we can look at, well, what sort of life issues relate to the lower back, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fear, danger, safety issues, mm -hmm. um, work, mm -hmm. right? All of these different issues can be stored in the lower back as well as many others. Right. And so it's like, oh, is there something going on in your life mm -hmm. that is affecting these lower back issues mm -hmm. that I can see there's this stuckness going on mm -hmm. in your back or in your hip? You're not moving forward. Are you stuck? Mm -hmm. All these different things. Right? right. So it's like if somebody has those things going on in their life, there may be human design aspects mm -hmm. that we can provide guidance for them in that issue. Mm -hmm. And then working with the biofield and the energy yeah. in their field. I think that's, you know, the somatic part of this is really important. I mean, I, you know, uh, in terms of doing, I mean, and I, I call it shadow work. That's what I primarily do, but we deal with a lot with the psyche, but oftentimes we don't address how the body reflects what's going on in the psyche, the soul, the spirit. And what you're talking about it with combining, you know, human design, you're, you're getting kind of a map of what's, what, what the default settings are of that individual. And then when you're doing the somatic work, you're picking up on dissonance or some sort of blocked energy flow where the body is storing some sort of a conflict and helping break it up with the sound and energy work. And I think yes. that's really crucial because we can't ignore that the body is part of our existence here on earth. And it's an incredible communicator. Like it has a lot of wisdom for us if we're willing to tap in and, and listen. Absolutely. I look at it that symptoms are my body's way of getting my attention. Mm-hmm there's something going on here and you need to pay attention to this. Mm -hmm. The only way my beingness has to communicate that with me is to get my attention to it. Mm -hmm. That's symptoms. Yes. The stiff neck is some, saying something about something that's out of alignment with who you are, you know, in your highest expression, the low back is saying the same thing. 
whatever these processes are, are really communications. It's reframing um, the uh, dis-ease process as intricately being connected to how we make meaning out of that in the body, how the body is, you know, uh, Louise Hay did a lot of work on this. And of course I studied German new medicine. And, and so there's a lot of like, there, there's a lot of different um, lenses to look at this, but it's, it all boils down to the body as communication. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, in German new medicine, he took this life trauma results in this issue mm -hmm. in this area of the body and this area of the brain. Yes. So it's like tying them together. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's similar. Um, but from more of like a, um, like he actually did CT scans and could connect certain areas in the brain to certain parts of the body that were, you know, having issue, but Louise Hay did the same thing in a lot of her books. Um, you know, whether you arrive at it, at it from, um, a more left brain or right brain, it seems like it's, it's communicating the same thing. Like we cannot escape the fact and we don't want to, that the body is the great communicator, that there's a lot, there's a lot to learn from it. If we'll pay attention as opposed to just trying to shut it down. Cause what, I mean, if we shut it down, say you're, you know, you detect some sort of problem you're working on me and I decide that I'm not interested in resolving that. I want to repress it. I mean, the body has to do what? Go deeper. Yeah. Go deeper and louder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we, then, you know, then we have this, you know, perspective of the medical system, mm -hmm. right? You have a pain, take a pill. Right. And your consciousness says, Hey, I've been trying to get her to pay attention to something, mm -hmm. but she's dumbing the, numbing the pain. Right. I got to find another way. And yeah. so it has to get louder. Yeah. The signal has to get bigger to really make me pay attention to it. Yes. So for those of you watching or listening to this, it's like when you have a symptom, it's trying to get your attention. Mm -hmm. If you pretend it's not there or you take a pill to make it go away, it's like, hey, I have to get her attention. Yes. I'm gonna whap you <laughs> with a bigger hammer to get you to pay attention. So, yes. Yeah. And there's some symbology involved in that, like, um, you know, the low back not feeling supported, not feeling, you know, and and related to financial things, you know, like, oh, get off my back, or you know, it's it's a lot, it's a burden to carry, or. You know, so it seems like to me, it's like the subconscious, which communicates in symbols is producing, you know, the symbol and the body's like, okay, how do I interpret the symbol you're giving me? And then it gives you some sort of, you know, um, oh, you know, I'm, I, I'm so, what is the neck, you know, not being able to see another perspective possibly, you know, uh, or the. Um, I can't, the knee, maybe not wanting to move forward with something or not being able to bend, you know, it's, it's so, it's so interesting to me. And I see all those things in the biofield. Mm -hmm. And when I am 
working on someone, it also shows me, the biofield also shows me what's connected to what. Okay. So to go back to that example of working on somebody's shoulder, oh, mm -hmm. this issue that you're having with your shoulder, symptoms mm -hmm. you're having in your shoulder, connects to your lower back and it connects to your foot. Yes. And it connects to feeling stuck and you're not moving forward and you're afraid of not having enough money. Yes. And so all of these pressures are on your shoulders. Oh. Responsibilities. Yes. So it's like bringing people's conscious awareness to those people, to, to those yes. pieces. Because yeah. when people say, oh, my shoulder hurts, they think, what did I do this week that caused my shoulder to hurt? Right. They don't make the connection to, oh, well, maybe I'm feeling worried about what's going on at work mm -hmm. and am I going to lose my job? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? And how am I going to feed my family? Yeah. That, oh, that's what's in my shoulder. Yeah. Okay. With conscious awareness of it, then that person is able to release that and have it flow more. Right. To resolve that conflict, you know, or meet their own need, you know, because the body's just asking for help in a certain area. You know, it's funny because uh, I'm a body worker as well. And I think it's been 20 years ago now. I had a client that um, had certain trigger points in her upper back and she named them after her ex-husband. And so <laughs> it, you know, but it was even then, you know, I wasn't even near to, I wasn't even in this ball filter I wasn't here where we are now um but I you know I made that connection she made that connection just intuitively knowing that it was the emotional issues that she was having that was you know and how she was dealing with it or not I should say not dealing with it that was producing the tension like her, she was speaking it we were laughing about it like it was funny but in reality that was a really crucial first step in like discerning that oh there is a connection to what's going on uh, in my life that is causing conflict that is resulting in this symptom and uh I, you know that was that was kind of even though it was kind of a funny moment it was kind of a, a bit of a life-changing one for me because it really kind of woke me up to this we're completely connected everything's working together you know for us you know, she wasn't seeing it that way, obviously, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but it's really for us because the body is looking for some sort of resolution, you know, and it's got our, it's like in, it's on our side because it knows that whatever circumstances are going on are not, you know, really good for us. They're causing us to not live authentically and it wants us to shift from that space to a space of living authentically and clearly and aligned. So let's talk about this example of this client of yours yeah. from the perspective of the biofield. Okay. Okay. So I believe that everything that ever happens to me is stored in my physical body mm -hmm. and in my energy field, my aura, my biofield. Right. So imagine that I have balls of unresolved traumatic energy mm -hmm. in my field associated with things that happened with my ex-husband. Right. Okay. So it's like there's all of these balls in my energy field. Mm -hmm. 
and I am not consciously paying attention to them. Right, right. But these are all things that happened between me and my ex-husband, and they affect how I think about myself, mm -hmm. how I think about relationships. If I have all these balls of unresolved stuff in, around me, mm -hmm. it makes it really difficult for me to see you, April, mm -hmm. see the people who I am interacting with. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult for me to receive love from the people I'm in relationship with. Right. And it's really difficult for me to feel like I'm seen or to be able to give other people love. Mm. This stuff from the past is mm -hmm. in my way. Okay. And we all know people who are just so stuck mm -hmm. because of things from the past. Sure. That they're not able to live their life today. So it's like you were just talking about that client. She's yeah. noticed in my life today, mm -hmm. I'm feeling some limitations from this stuff that happened in the past. Right. So with biofield tuning, I use sound mm -hmm. in the energy field. Okay. And it's all based on frequency and resonance. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I bring this tuning fork into, and there's a place in the energy field where there's this ball of unresolved energy. Okay. So when I strike the tuning fork, there's some aspect of the frequency mm -hmm. from the tuning fork. It's not just one note that resonates with some of the energy in this memory. Okay. And it activates the energy in the energy ball. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like the memory of this argument that I had with my now ex-husband. Right. It starts getting activated. Yeah. Right. And it brings up awareness mm -hmm. and I'm able to look at it differently today mm -hmm. than I did in the past and I take this ball of unresolved energy and I make it smaller mm, okay that's healing yes taking yeah. some of the trauma taking the trauma away right so that over time I take these balls of unresolved energy in my field and I collapse them mm. Out. So that I don't have all of this stuff right. blocking me from being myself and being seen and loved in the world to, oh, I can see you because mm -hmm. I don't have all this garbage from the past mm -hmm. in my way. So as this these, these decrease, the perspective can be reframed and reshaped because now you're seeing more clearly. And it's a process because you did say it gets smaller. So it's not, it's something that you have to work with. And, and because it takes time to kind of reduce, reduce, reduce that thing. But as it reduces, then you're gaining more, a better perspective. You're able to reframe the situation. So, you know, my client, for example, uh, two decades ago, um, if through awareness, she could go, okay, well, that. I'm, my body is creating this because it doesn't want me to suffer anymore. It doesn't want me to hurt. Um, but I can choose to reframe this situation. You know, he is now my ex. We're not together anymore. <laughs> Number one, you know, and, and on and on and on about how life may not be where I'd like it to be, but I can no longer see myself as the, as the victim. Um, because these things are starting to break down and my perspective around that is starting to shift. Is that kind of 
in the ballpark of, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, then we take that to another level Mm -hmm. and I look at it that, you know, life is just relationship school. Yes. (laughs) It's my relationships where I learn the most, I grow the most, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm able to give the most. So when I have relationships in my life with people who are resistant Mm-hmm. to growing, resistant to learning, resistant to shifting themselves over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people who have people in their lives who aren't willing to participate. Right. And part of my client's growth is how do I grow over here? Mm-hmm. How do I help myself manage this situation with this difficult person? Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to change. Right. Right. And there's so many different ways that me over here can grow myself mm-hmm. and have that person's resistance mm-hmm. not affect me. Right. In way anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's our tendency is what is to think that what's outside of us is what's causing us pain or discomfort or dis-ease, but it's mostly it's how we're reacting to what's outside of us. And we don't have agency in another person's life. We can't control them or change them. And maybe that's just their path. They, they have to walk. And if we can reframe it that way, then it's because that is frustrating to think that your happiness is dependent on another person uh, changing what they're doing or how they behave. Uh, this impossible, you know, and I think when you kind of accept that and you start to like really focus inwardly, then you can start to make some real shifts, but it's very difficult to do that. If you believe that your, your piece is contingent on this other person behaving how you would like to, but that is kind of how our world has worked. But like you said, we're evolving. And I want to talk about that too, like on an evolutionary scale, how are you seeing the future in terms of people coming into this consciousness? How is that shifting our world? I think you probably believe like me that we've always trusted, assumed, believed that we are all evolving and moving to a better place. Right. And I believe that as that happens, everything that is dark and stuck Mm -hmm. has to come up. Right. For us to be able to evolve and move to a different, higher, more evolved, healthier, happier plane where yeah. everyone is successful in manifesting and having abundance, yeah. we have to get through all of the gunk, mm-hmm. the darkness, whatever mm-hmm. it is that's stuck. Mm-hmm. And that has to come up for me to say, oh, look at that. Uh huh. So that I am able to choose how am I going to relate to this thing going on right and then move forward right right now everything is up (laughs) in the world yeah Yeah. (laughs) all of the darkness everything that's stuck everything that's been not working very well that's been kind of hidden away Mm -hmm. it's all in our face in the global face. face yeah and it's bringing up all of the individual people's stuff as well. Hmm. 
This is a very important point you're making about healing. And it's giving us all opportunities to do our own individual healing. Because mm -hmm. really, that's all I have any control over, right? That's the only thing I am able to right. impact is what's going on over here. How right. am I responding to what's happening mm -hmm. in my household, in my relationship, in my work, or in the world mm -hmm. so that I am stronger, better, healthier, more clear, and more able to make my difference in the world right. by healing how I'm responding to what's going on out there. Right. And we can't address something that we can't see. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a global detox, you know, if you've ever done like a cleanse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's very ugly for about a week and you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're breaking out, things are coming out of everywhere and it's just not a good time, but, you know, better out than in, you know, and I think it's, I don't know that things are necessarily worse. I just think we see them, you know, I think we see them um, and we didn't before. And you, and it's part of healing is, is getting out the bad stuff, you know, to make room for the good stuff. And so it's ultimately from a broader perspective, good. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a good time. Like it's not fun to go through a detox. Yeah. Yeah. Here's part of how I like to talk about this. I take whatever it is that's going on and mm -hmm. I relate it to what's happening in the physical body. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about digestion. Okay. The digestive system takes food, mm -hmm. what I eat, it breaks it down, called digestion, mm -hmm. assimilates what's valuable, mm -hmm. and then packages what's left and gets rid of it. Right. So the large intestine, or colon, mm -hmm. is the part of the physical body that finishes this process with our food. Mm -hmm. It absorbs what's left of the food, right. mostly water at that point. Mm -hmm. And then it packages what's not useful and gets rid of it. Mm -hmm. It does the same thing with my experiences mm. and my emotions. Mm -hmm. Wow! All of the issues in life, things that happened when I was a child, things that happened as I was a young adult, things that happened now, things that happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. They're all being processed by my same my digestive system. Mm. Yes. I take these experiences, I digest them. What happened? What is there to learn from this? Mm -hmm. Breaking it down and absorbing what's useful, keeping the lessons, what did I learn mm -hmm. and how am I going to move forward? And then packages of what's left and gets rid of it. Right. Right. That client of yours we were talking about who had a previous marriage that mm -hmm. had some trauma in it, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Right. Working with you enabled her to digest some of those experiences mm -hmm. and then collapse those balls of energy of trauma that were actively mm -hmm. affecting her life. Right. So that she could get rid of what she no longer needed. Mm hmm including a relationship that didn't work for her anymore. Right. 
and then move forward a stronger, better person. Right, right. The digestive system participates in that process. Yes, yes, that makes me think about PHS and determination a little bit uh, about how we all digest things differently, um, how we handle what comes our way, and that manifests in different ways for different people. And it's the know thyself thing. It's like, let's turn in and focus on how, how did I, how did I digest this or not digest this situation, this food, this person, this environment, you know, what, and what, how did that affect my physicality? How, how was my body trying to tell me that that is not aligned for me or absolutely? I mean, yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's our bodies are so brilliant and we've been taught really conditioned to distrust our bodies and do whatever we need to do to get them to stop, you know, when they, when they've gotten loud, like they do sometimes. And, um, and there's a place for that. I mean, there's a, there's a time when pain is too much and you need a respite and it's understandable, you know, we have to do what we have to do, but what is the message? What is the underlying message? And if we can, we can really try to, um, ascertain that through people like yourself that do this work uh, it can be life altering. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Because the answers are within. Absolutely. That's so yeah. cool. When I am working on the biofield, a lot of times I get, um, emotional information, mm -hmm. Just, you know, and very, very frequently, you know, what comes up is child energies, mm. unresolved child energies. Right. emotions, stuckness, confusion. Mm -hmm. I know when, um, when I'm confused or I don't know what to do, or I don't know how big things consistent for me, my inner six-year-old, she's like running around in panic circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a part of me that has something going on that I'm, I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. I'm not moving forward because this child part of me Mm -hmm. It's freaking out. Right. And I, you know, I describe it that my inner six-year-old pulls the circuit breakers. Yeah. Shuts me down. You know, I yeah. have this thing I have to do, but she's afraid. She doesn't know how. And so it's like, you're not doing that. She wants to protect you. Yes. She wants to keep you safe. And so yes. she, she reacts. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was what she felt kept her safe. You know, at that time where, where you were at that develop, developmental phase. Yeah. 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 And we have to be real gentle parents to ourselves sometimes and sit the six-year-old down and put your arm around her and tell her, hey, you know what? It's going to be all right. We're gonna, yeah. I will be right there with you and we're going to get through this. I definitely have a lot of those talks with myself sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, one of the greatest things that I learned was how to take care of my inner self and you yeah. you know you as a as a body worker and a healing person you know that a lot of people come in and they have no idea mm -hmm. about that perspective right right and giving them it's like oh look at this yes enables them to start um, taking care of themselves better I notice with women in particular, and I don't know if this is, you see this as well, that there is this shame around being selfish. You know, if I, 
if I don't, if I say no to that and instead I go and do this for myself or perhaps I don't cook this night or, you know, or I get someone else to take, you know, Johnny to practice or, you know, and the list goes on, right? Like for moms in particular and, but just women in general, because I think there's a lot of conditioning around that. Like it is somehow self-centered for me to stop and take care of myself or pay attention to my own emotions. And, and to some, and I think men too, I think men, it's different. They're taught um, it's weak to, you know, uh, acknowledge or recognize that your, your emotions or what you're feeling and, and to take time to tend to that. So we both kind of, whether you're male or female, uh, we both, we all have, you know, whatever your gender is, we all have that struggle inside that conditioning that says, this is selfish. This is self-centered. Uh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that should being the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think of it all as a filtering and sorting process. Mm. Is this me or is this not me? Mm. Mm -hmm. Does this fit with who I am or does it not fit with right. who I am? Right. And powerful helping people understand from a chart perspective mm -hmm. how that operates because it's all part of it. It's all oh. in the chart. Yes. Right? And also from the perspective of the digestive system in the body, mm -hmm. it's all sorting. Yes. Is what's coming in something that I want to keep? Is this part of who I am? Is this part of what I want to do? Is this part of what I want to believe? Mm. Or is it not who, me? It's right. all sorting. Right. Yes. And your definition or lack of definition in some cases plays a really big role with that. I think the most uh, impactful one of the most impactful things about learning about my design and in particular, my undefined solar plexus was that's not my feelings. Those are not my emotions, you know, uh, because, you know, you know, when you hear emotional definition, you think, well, that's an emotional person, but oftentimes the, the most emotional person in the room is the person that's undefined in their solar plexus because they're taking everybody else's in everybody else's emotions into their body. So that was powerful to me to understand what I am and what I'm not and to to kind of wrap that in consciousness because it doesn't mean that I'm not going to sometimes feel another's emotions, but I can differentiate at that point and say, okay, that's that's not mine. And a tendency, you know, in my case to want to people please so that they stop doing that <laughs> so I don't have to feel it <laughs> in all honesty, uh, you know it's not my job to kink the hose and to, to stop them from feeling what they're feeling. Such important perspective. Yeah. When, when talking with people about their human design perspective, mostly I take that to what's the motivation mm -hmm. right. when you are thinking about doing or saying something and it doesn't feel quite right. Mm -hmm. What's the motivation, right? For that undefined emotional solar plexus. Are you doing this to keep that person happy so they don't get upset? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that's still an appropriate action. Mm -hmm. But to think about it, oh, here's this going on. I am thinking about doing this and this is what's motivating it. Mm -hmm. And it still makes sense for me to do that. 
Right. As opposed to automatically running on a path. Yeah. And doing that conditioned automatic response. Mm -hmm. Again, one of the big gifts we give people by helping them understand their human design is to understand those drivers, those motivations. Right. So that me as the person receiving this insight, it's like, okay, so what's right for me in this moment? Mm -hmm. I understand what's motivating this behavior, this compulsion. Mm -hmm. Do I want to do that Mm -hmm. or not? I love your objectivity around that because there's, you know, we can get into this tendency of bad or good and blaming and, you know, it's not about right versus wrong. It's about awareness. Uh, you know, there that's, I'm really, un- you know, for example, I'm very uncomfortable with this person. They're having an emotional meltdown right now. Um, and I am feeling like I want to run, but what is the best choice, not just for myself, but for them in this moment, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can stay still and just hold space, or maybe I do need to, uh, go off and be on my own for a little bit, you know, as opposed to I am bad because I did this or good because I did that. Cause it's not, it's, it's kind of like, what is your bandwidth in this situation and how can you take care of both your, you know, primarily yourself because you have to put on your own mask, right? We've learned that from the airlines before you put it on somebody else. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a bad or good thing. It's just like, how can I handle this most skillfully? And again, it's an awareness mm-hmm. and sorting process. Right. What's me and what's not me? Mm-hmm. In the moment, what is the right, most balanced, supportive thing for me to do? Yes. Because sometimes I still have to make compromises. Sure. Sometimes I still have to do things that mm, it's not really what I want, mm-hmm. but I still need to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like to have people step back, pull back from the auto, automatic reaction mm-hmm. and think about what's motivating this behavior mm-hmm. and what do I want to do? Yes. Yeah. I think one thing I've learned from my open spleen is that slow down, slow down, you know, because that's what it, it ha- if it's reactive, it's very likely Ron, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to work. It's not skillful, but if it's responsive and it comes from a place of, I've got to sit with this for a minute, what is the best way for me to, to handle this at this moment? And uh, yeah, so it's a time thing. It's slowing down. A lot of us have in our decision-making process need to kind of slow down a little bit. Otherwise we will react. So, yeah. And, you know, looking at healing, Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest lessons that people get to learn. Right. Something happens instead of reacting, it's like step back and pause Mm -hmm. and evaluate. Right. And it has people be less, less reactive, Mm -hmm. harder to upset, hard to knock off my perch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More stable. Yes. And yeah. I, I have a name for that. And I call that being responsible for myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Taking responsibility mm-hmm. involves being in that responsive space 
where you can evaluate and approach something with skill rather than panic or fear or reactivity. Yes. So, so powerful, Sandra. So powerful. And as we help people understand their blueprint, their design, Mm -hmm. such a powerful tool. Oh, yeah. To help me understand, oh, this is why Mm-hmm. I have these compulsions. This is why I tend to react and respond this way. Yes. Given that that's what's being triggered, what do I want to do right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, makes so much difference. It's priceless. Like really, and on a collective scale, the more we evolve into beings that are able to kind of slow their role, you know, and I think, you know, we're moving in from a splenic awareness to an emotional awareness. That is the modus operandum if we want to do this well, is to kind of slow down a little bit and, you know, and feel into things as opposed to react. That's going to be very important in the coming days. And I think what you do, which I just greatly admire, is you bring this sense of clarity. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's, you know, when you were describing not being able to see clearly because of all of these I don't know. What did you call them? They're kind of like blockages. Balls of energy from the past. Balls of energy from the past. Yeah. It impedes our abilities to see things clearly. And as those things are addressed and dealt with, and then we can begin to have clarity and we can get to that space to where maybe we re-traumatize ourselves a lot less by <laughs> slowing down and getting perspective and you know, getting space when we need it or whatever it is we need to do, we'll have self-awareness over what's correct for us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love the work you're doing. You also have, may I ask you about your card deck? Sure. Yeah. Inner gem shine um, deck. Very exciting. You just going to grab it real quick. So This is a deck of cards that I created to help people when they get stuck. Oh, look at that. So that they can move forward with what it is they want. I love those. And like everything, we teach what we most have to learn. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely know that. (laughs) Because I tend to get stuck. I do too. I do too. You know, something comes up. I know I need to do this, but, and so I created these cards that there's body cards for issues going on with the body. Wow. There's chakra cards for issues going on with the energy system. And like we've been talking about, they all relate to what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And then there's these concept cards that have a whole variety of different aspects of life to to bring in okay and so and i've got affirmations on the backs oh wow and i can do you know these readings there's breathe mm. so just like set the space yeah there's water we haven't talked about water there's so much that i believe it is important about water yes. and then this first came to me when doing human design when i am looking at somebody's chart and I tell them something about themselves. I was like, oh, you see me, right? Mm-hmm. They shine. Oh, I love it. You know, thinking about, you know, those pictures of Jesus and he's got the halo. Just like yes. shining. Yes. 
when I am seen and accepted for who I am, mm -hmm. like that, that glow that happens when people have those aha moments. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Those are all these cards. Would you like to do, we can do a, a card reading here now. Sure. Yeah. What question, what question do we want to ask or what focus do we want to have? Uh, where should my focus be right now? Cause you know, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So where should my focus be right mm -hmm. now? Oop. Oh, so the first card that comes up is water. Mm, okay. So flow with it. Okay. Just go and with I, it. Yeah. And I think that that's part of what you do anyway. Yeah. I release stress. Mm. Water nourishes me. The body is 70% water. I'm really bad about drinking water. I mean, I'm and you know, and I have structured water. I'm just really bad about it. I would rather drink, you know, coffee or tea or something else, but I do forget to drink water. And then the next card that comes up, again, thinking about what it is to focus on right now, is attract and manifest. Mm, okay. I attract my perfect opportunities. Love it. I manifest my dream. Mm -hmm. I speak and manifest. I set intentions and allow them to manifest. Mm. My daily practices attract success. Mm. So it's like thinking about what it is you want to accomplish, what it is you want to do. Yeah. How are your daily practices attracting the success that you want? You know, that really does resonate that because that is something routine and ritual is something that I, I do for a little bit and it falls by the wayside. And I feel like if, and I feel like my, I've been getting that message that I need to kind of be more structured about making sure that I don't forget to do certain things on a daily, you know, cause I can be, I can just, I can squirrel real easy. <laughs> so. Me too. And that's, that's actually why I created the deck. Okay. Because it enables me to, to do a layout and have yeah. it out on the table. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, that's what I'm focusing on. Okay. So that I remember to do the things that I know are beneficial mm -hmm. for me. I love that. Being, being experimental. You know, yeah. We're both, we're both three days, right? Yes. It's yeah. like, there's this tendency to, to squirrel. Jump. <laughs> jump to the to next thing. Jump all over the place. <laughs> yes. And sometimes we would benefit from having more of that five, mm -hmm. you know, that routine, that, you know, yes. energy. Um, I don't have that in my chart. <laughs> the five energy is not there. So no. like, I, I tend to struggle with it too. It's so. a hanging, it's a hanging gate for me. I've got it, but it's, but I noticed the inconsistency and I'm like, oh, you know, and I will do good for a good period of time. And then something, like I said, a squirrel goes by and out the window it goes. And so, you know, I'm trying as I, I feel like as I'm, I'm growing older, it's getting easier to be a little bit more in a routine, but it's still a big struggle for a line three uh, because there's just so much that interests us all the time. So, well, so now we're talking about the chart a little bit and how people, how I can have conflicting experiences mm -hmm. of this energy. Right. 
you know, April's talking about having the gate five defined in her chart doesn't necessarily mean that she's always got this routine stuff handled. Right. <laughs> it's an issue. Yeah. There's, there's life issues and struggles sometimes with it. Yes. Yes. Let's see if, let's see if another card can help us. Have okay. That. And again, this is just by chance. Woo! Okay. Crown chakra. Ah. How does guidance come in <sighs> to help you know it's right? Yes. I am receptive. I receive wisdom and inspiration. Mm -hmm. I am divinely guided and connected. Mm. I am one with all that is. I love it. I, I think of you as really operating that way. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I definitely, that is my, my goal. <laughs> yeah. Some days are easier than others, but yeah, that's definitely kind of my central focus. So yeah. love it. now another card fell out of the deck and I'm going to go get it. So, okay. Let's... Shoulders. Mm. I manage my responsibilities effectively. Mm -hmm. I maintain a healthy life balance. I release the pressures of stress from my shoulders. Mm, yep. Yep. That's a, that's the area I take on probably what's not mine a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so, good. These are fun. Thank you. And how, oh, you're so welcome. How can people find those? They, do they go to your website? I have it, a website, innergemshine.com. Okay. It's a new website just for the cards exciting okay yes. so people can go there and they can order they can order that deck yes it's it's available both physically like this uh -huh. and then there's a, a platform called deckable oh where they can get a digital deck oh that's nice that's it's, really i don't cool. i don't have the full deck in deckable if okay wants a full deck then they actually need the cards but it's nice to be able to have it like on the phone or the ipad oh yeah to be able to do it, you know, on the run without having to have the cards. So. That's wonderful. So um, what are, give me a, a quick overview of your contact information. So if people are interested in your services. Thank you. My website is miracleinspirations.com. Okay. And they can reach me at Sandra at miracleinspirations.com. Okay. And I also have a free gift that's, going to be available soon mm -hmm. um, to talk about um, client attraction magnet. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I've got a, a secret. Um, nice. That I Giving us a little, a little yeah. heads up. That's awesome. Yes. Wonderful. So I, was just, I was just working on it yesterday, so it's okay. going to be available soon. So that's going to be available from my website. Um, at miracleinspirations.com forward slash subscribe. Okay. Not quite ready yet, but soon. That's very exciting, Sandra. Well, she is amazing. I think life, life opportunity catalyst fits you quite well. Um, and I'm so grateful that we got this opportunity to chat today. And to our audience, you know, please reach out. Um, she's just has a wealth of knowledge uh, covering a vast variety of subjects. And, um, you know, she can probably uh, help you in many areas of your life. So uh, Sandra, thank you so much for coming on today. And I will put all of the relevant information under this video and audio. Uh, you'll, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, and my Substack. So 
thanks everybody for watching today. And uh, thank you, Sandra, once again for coming. This was a pleasure and I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you so much, April. So much fun. You're welcome. We'll see you again soon. Let's do this again soon. Yes. Okay.